Exciting news at This Week Health. Starting May 16th, our keynote show is moving to Thursdays. Catch every episode weekly on our This Week Health conference channel. Don't miss conversations with top health system leaders designed to transform healthcare one connection at a time. Subscribe to This Week Health conference and stay updated every Thursday. Welcome to This Week in Health IT. Today, we have a short special for you. We have Karen Malone, the head of global conference planning for HIMSS 2021, on the show to discuss planning and what to expect for this year's conference. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week in Health IT, a channel dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. We want to thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. VMware, Hillrom, Starbridge Advisors, McAfee, and Aruba Networks. Now, on to today's show. Today, we are joined by the head of global conference planning for HIMSS, Karen Malone, probably one of the most busy persons on, on the face of the earth right now. Uh, and she's going to share with us some of the preparation that's going on for the HIMSS 21 conference that is uh, coming up August, I think it's 8th through the 13th. Welcome to the show, Karen. Thank you, Bill. My pleasure to be here. Do I have those dates right? August 8th to the 13th? Yes, the official dates are really August 9th through the 13th, but we have some pre-conference activities, folks. Several arrivals will start on August 8th. That's Sunday, yes. We used to come early because you have a lot of really good things that go on on the 8th for people to sign up for, but those are over and above the conference. Yeah, and you're right. Generally, that's so, and that would normally be on the Sunday. But over the, the past few years, we've migrated so that our pre-conference day is really that Monday. So that Monday will be August 9th. In Las Vegas, we actually open with our keynote on the evening of Monday, August 9th, because we find when we're on the West Coast in Las Vegas, that works really well, that we do that because of the time that folks have more time to travel. So we'll open the conference with pre-conference on that Monday the 9th and then in the evening with the opening keynote and then segue right into our opening reception right after. Fantastic. All right. Let's start high level because, I mean, there's a lot of things we could talk about, but I figured we'd start high level. Just tell us about the the preparations that are going on for the conference and and what you guys are doing right now. Great question. We have just a little bit going on, as as you referenced previously. This conference, first of all, when we go back and we think about the conferences historically, it's been in existence for over 60 years, right? And we've seen tremendous growth over the years. As a matter of fact, I've been with HIMSS for 24 years. I've been running this event for about 24 years. So I've seen tremendous growth. And, And I often joke, too, that when I first started at HIMSS in 1997, Bill, I interviewed with the entire company, all 20 staff. You can believe that. So it's kind of a little bit of a funny story. So I've seen not only the conference go through tremendous growth, but the organization over my, my tenure at HIMSS of 24 years. So, you know, this, of course, is the, the largest conference in the industry. And it's the first conference that will be held post-COVID, the first healthcare conference that will be held post-COVID. So we're very excited about that. And I know that there will be a lot of eyeballs on this, but there's so much interest as well and excitement. We opened registration, for example, just over five months ago, or yeah, well, at the five months out mark in March. And that's our normal cadence. Generally, we normally open registration about six months out. And we have seen tremendous interest since we've opened registration. 
frankly, it's been a little surprising and that our numbers are doing very strong. They're actually holding on par, if not higher than prior years. And we do expect that we're going to see some slippage just naturally because you know of COVID and travel bans and things like that. But it's also the quality of our registrations. The demographics are very, very strong. For example, we're seeing really strong participation engagement from C-suites, much higher than prior years. Clinicians as well. And our entrepreneur number numbers and innovators, disruptors are all really high. And I think that really gets to the fact that it's our conference. They really haven't had an opportunity to meet folks in this industry face-to-face in 18 months, if you think about when we canceled in March of 2020. So people are anxious to get back out again. And I think we're really starting to see that with our registration numbers. And we're seeing a correlation between our registration numbers and our hotel reservations as well. So that's nice to see that there's an actual correlation and pick up there. We have recognized, of course, this year as we're doing preparations, the many ways that the COVID-19 pandemic has immensely transformed the health ecosystem and the impact that that's had on everyone throughout the world, of course, and of course, in our planning in the Global Health Conference and Exhibition. And just like everyone else, we have to pivot and we have to look at our new normal that um, I think will be with us forever now. So we've been doing a lot of planning around that as we're planning to reconnect healthcare professionals around education solutions exhibition they see. As you're planning this, I would imagine normal is not a word that was used that often. I would imagine you were looking at it going, all right, so we know what we did prior to COVID, uh, prior to the pandemic, and we know what we were planning to do last year, but you know, this is a new year. It has been 18 months since people have been together. And, you know, from what I'm hearing from people, they are really chomping at the bit to get back face to face with their peers, have conversations, get back to those discussions that help to really pollinate the ideas and the, the thinking across the industry. But as you're planning for this, you really don't know what to expect, do you? I mean, there's just so many variables at play. There are many variables. And, and you're right. I think folks are ready to get back and see each other and they want to share their stories. Not only do they want to see their friends and their peers, but they've got many stories, I think, that they want to share and get affirmation on or thoughts and just very fascinating conference. I think we're going to see throughout the conversations. And, and you're right. This conference is so different. We have added many layers to what's already a complex event, a very complex event. So we've got a new date pattern, for example. We've got a new campus approach that we're rolling out this year with a brand new building that we're going to be one of the very first groups using in Las Vegas. And then we layer onto that health and safety protocols that we're rolling out in a new digital offering. So we have a, a, a lot of new things that you'll see that, yes, of course, adding in all these layers and, and complexities that will be making a big difference really this year for us. That is one of the questions that's top of mind for a lot of people. What are the safety protocols? What will they find when they get to Vegas? Yeah. Well, we've gone ahead and we've rolled out a, and it's on our website, our health and safety hub. So we have adopted a vaccination required approach for all attendees, exhibitors, speakers, and him staff at conference. Basically anyone that has a badge, you'll see that they are required um, to be vaccinated. And this, in, in practice, what this is going to mean that all HIMSS attendees, exhibitors, speakers, staff, Anyone, again, with the badge will have to provide proof of their COVID-19 full vaccination in order to gain access to the HIMSS 21 campus and and get a badge to be able to have access to the exhibit hall, education sessions, networking, 
for the purposes of right of entry to HIMSS 21, a person is really considered fully vaccinated two weeks after their second dose in a two-dose series of the Moderna or Pfizer vaccines, and then two weeks after a single dose, such as Johnson & Johnson. The guidance also applies to the COVID-19 vaccines authorized by the Food and Drug Administration for Emergency Use, as well as then those authorized by World Health Organization. And if an attendee, exhibitor, speaker, or staff member does not meet these requirements, they're not considered fully vaccinated, and they will not be given a badge, and they will not be allowed access to areas at conference like the exhibition, education sessions, and networking. To demonstrate proof of full vaccination, we're currently working on all those processes and procedures right now, but you will need that for right of entry, as I mentioned. And we're evaluating right now validation solutions with the focus on keeping things simple for the attendee and meeting their comfort level, making it accessible, but also privacy-preserving technology. We're really top of mind on that. The importance of maintaining what people think is really important to them, their PHI data, for example. We will provide attendees, exhibitors, speakers, and exhibitor staff for their guidance. You'll see something come out in the next few weeks on accepted proof and validation solutions. But in effect, we will be providing options, multiple options for people that meet their comfort level on how we um, can work with them to validate their vaccination. Yeah, I, the <laughs> I'm not going to put you on the spot, but I, I got that little card from the health department because I went to one of those mass vaccination events. It wasn't done by the health system. It was done by the, the health department. And so I got that little card. And, I, and it's almost, it feels like my birth certificate. Like, don't lose this. This is the only validation that you have gotten the vaccine. As a health IT professional, I wish we had gotten a little further than this by 2021, that we would have some sort of digital solution. And I'm sure you guys will will tap into a digital solution as well. Yes, yes, we will. You'll see more information coming out on that in the next two to three weeks, most likely. Yes. So how is this conference going to be different? I, I assume you're going to do virtual and uh, physical on-site. So how's this conference look? And tell us a little bit about the virtual experience as well. Well, honestly, I guess I would answer the question a little bit different. I would say what won't be different this year, truly. We're going to have more space. In a typical year, we're very tight on space. This has been a conference. You've seen how it can be you know, pretty, a lot of people. In, in, and we keep growing and growing and growing. And we've been running out of spaces. So we've been working very hard with the various cities that we go to, to contract more space. So we've been working with the city of Las Vegas for several years on expansion plans for adjacent convention center space to the Venetian Sands, the the main hub of our our conference in Las Vegas. We're going to be utilizing three buildings in in Las Vegas. So the Wynn right next to the Sands Venetian space has more than doubled their convention space. And there's a brand new building, I don't know if you're familiar with it, called Caesars Forum. It's directly adjacent to the Sands Convention Center. And it really actually, it's a brand new building. We're one of the first shows to use it. And it sits right behind here. So it was a big empty parking lot there that no one realized it was there. We're going to be building a connector bridge to get you from that conference center over to the Sands Exhibit Hall and into that building. So we're going to what we're calling a campus approach which will provide extra space, which couldn't be more timely when you think about a year where we want to offer attendees as many options as possible to feel like when they participate, whether it be an education network or visiting the exhibit floor, that they will see more space for social distancing. Um, We're going to have much much wider aisles on our exhibit floor, for example. 
The exhibit floor boots, you will see, will not be as close to each other. They will be distanced more. We will have options in education for room in education rooms for folks to sit in more of a distanced area if that's what they're most comfortable with. So having more space and moving to this campus approach, I think, is really couldn't be more timely than it is for us this year. We're also looking at enhancements to our content conference. We're always looking at what are the hot topics, the buzz things, and we want to, of course, always remain highly relevant. So we have enhanced coverage around hot topics such as 5G, digital therapeutics, really important, supply chain, really important this year, and then digital health transformation across many topics like telehealth, for example, or disease management across populations. And then, of course, as we started to mention and speak about our health and safety protocols as we're rolling those out, we are of the mindset that our, that we want to take a safety-first approach for everyone at conference. That's our first priority. Will the booths be different? I mean, as I'm walking through there, are there certain guidelines that the, the exhibitors are going to have to adhere to? Yes. We have provided all of the exhibitors with health and safety protocols, things they need to be doing around cleaning. And in some cases, will plexiglass be required? Some will have plexiglass, just the design of their booth, having PPE available. So you will find that, yes, the the booths will definitely have a little bit of a different feel this year to be a little bit more sensitive and compliant with health and safety and cleanliness in all of the booths and a little bit more distancing within the booths as well. Is there a virtual experience for HIMSS 21? There is, there will. So then if, so, you know, thinking about the layering, so the complexities, right, we've got that we're we're going to a campus approach, more space, brand new building we're going to be using for the first time this year, as well as then we've got the health and safety protocol. So then you layer on top of that, the digital content that we'll be rolling out this year. We have a separate team really that they specialize their expertise in part, they do physical events as well, but their expertise is around planning digital events. So there are digital squad, if you will, they're fantastic professionals, and they'll be rolling out on a digital experience since 21 Digital, where the programming really will be a unique extension of Hims 21. It will not be a replication. It will have some content that you'll see live will be part of the digital environment, maybe 25% or so, but they will be having some of their own unique content as well that really serves really well in a virtual environment. They will have fantastic keynotes. Some of our keynotes that we will have in the live program will be broadcast as part of the digital program. And then they'll have some great keynotes that will be not part of the live program, but part of the digital program that will complement those in the live environment. And then they'll have several education sessions and dedicated time within their the digital program to engage with exhibitors. So I'm, I'm going off the script here a little bit. I just... How do you choose keynote speakers? I mean, what's the what's the criteria? Is it relevance? Is it topic based? Is it personality based? How do you determine the best keynote speaker? Yeah, that's a great question. And right now, and in, in, we have invitations out for all of our keynote speakers, and we're in the process of for the confirming them. And we hope to be able to uh, release those in the next week or two. But it's a pretty rigorous process, really. Each year. Well, we start really with our attendees from the year prior. We ask them, who would you like to see as a keynote speaker or future speaker? So we really do, we mine that list, we look at it and and see if there are any surprises or great ideas there. And then we talk to some of our volunteers and other members and innovators out in the industry and 
who are they seeing that are real change makers, making a difference, really, innovators in the industry? So, and we do a call then kind of to some, to some of our leaders within the organization and outside the industry and say, who would you recommend? We look for, as you mentioned, you, you hit a lot of the key spots. Relevance is really important. Timeliness. Is it something that's really hot and timely? For example, we'll be looking to have a really great cybersecurity panel at, at conference this year. It's very timely, continues to unfortunately be very timely. So we look at timeliness and then we look at the stature and what does this speaker really bring to the table? Is it someone that people really will look up to as a leader and want to hear from? And then we also want to look at a diverse panel from whether it be from work sites and different parts of the industry or demographics. And we always want to make sure that we, we have a platform that meets all of those um, needs and requirements. I'll tell you, regardless of the controversial nature of it, having a president come to HIMSS last year would have been amazing. And I think would be phenomenal moving forward. I mean, President Biden has done so much with the Biden Cancer Initiative and is so influential, obviously, in everything that goes on in healthcare. I would really love, uh, we've had former presidents, I'd love to see the sitting president come and, and really talk about healthcare. I think it would just be a phenomenal starting point for a great conversation, I think. Great point. And we don't disagree. It's something that we work closely with our government relations team. They have great contacts. And it's something that we agree completely that we would love. And we often do invite, whether it be the sitting president or vice president or prior presidents to speak at conference, because you're right, we really do believe that they have a lot to offer for our audience. So closing question, what does a successful HIMSS 2021 conference look like from your perspective, from a HIMSS perspective? I think a couple of things, really. We're planning, we are really planning the path to success and safety for all, everyone in Las Vegas, first and foremost, safety first, right? But our goal would be, I think, to deliver on what our attendees have come to expect from HIMSS, from this event, the HIMSS standard of excellence, of really delivering an event that's truly outstanding, as high energy, And while delivering on all of that, again, keeping folks feeling as safe as possible. And at the end of the day, really, I think what we want attendees to walk away with is to walk away and and say, wow, that was a great conference. And I can't wait until next year. Fantastic. Karen, I know how busy you are. I I just want to thank you for taking some time out and sharing with us this information. It is one of the highlights of the year for all of us. And definitely this year, getting back together. And seeing what you guys have in store is going to be going to be really exciting. Looking forward to it. Thank you again. Thank you. My pleasure, Bill. Thank you. I really appreciate Karen coming on the show. If you're going to be at Hims 21, shoot me a note. I have some sponsor commitments throughout the week, but I will likely be doing some interviews and always enjoy the conversations. That's all for today. If you know someone that might benefit from our channel, please forward them a note. They can subscribe on our website, thisweekhealth.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, Stitcher. You get the picture. We are everywhere, or at least we're trying to be. We want to thank our channel sponsors once again who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. VMware, Hillrom, Starbridge Advisors, McAfee, and Aruba Networks. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.